welcome everyone to this episode of Unraveling the Veil with your host, Yara Rose, from the YaraRose.com website. That's Y-A-R-A-R-O-S-E.com. Welcome everyone to this episode of Unraveling the Veil. I am, as always, so excited to speak with you today. I do want to apologize for the quality of my voice. I've been sick for like the last three weeks and it doesn't seem to be going anywhere, so... I did ask Spirit if I should skip recording a podcast this month entirely because of that, and they felt it was important to carry on. So here I am, and I will do the best that I can to serve you and make this an amazing podcast. So as soon as I posted the last podcast episode, I knew exactly what I wanted to do this episode about, and that was to carry on more about self-doubt and then also introduce the idea of self-confidence and how that also plays in with self-doubt and expectations. And honestly, when I fell ill for most of the month of September, I was like, I want to give my audience a podcast to listen to, but I don't know if I want to dig into that topic because it just seems like a lot to uncover and unravel and I don't necessarily feel the greatest. But when I asked Spirit this morning what they wanted me to talk to you about, what message they really wanted me to share, and then I drew out of my Wild Unknown tarot deck. And the card that I drew made it very clear that they wanted me to carry on with the topic of self-confidence and self-doubt and expectations and how all of those play together. And that card was the moon card. And in this deck, the message is, in many ways, the moon card encompasses the idea of the wild unknown. It is in the shadow realm, the place where dreams, fears, and mysteries are born. Much darkness can linger here. And if you aren't careful, this can lead to periods of anxiety and self-doubt, almost as though you've lost your way in a house of mirrors. Many great artists have roamed their inner landscape. It's where imagination and creativity drift freely upon the midnight air. And when I read that, I think immediately of self-doubt and how that little inner voice, those little insecurities play in making us doubt whether what we're doing is good enough, whether it's worthwhile, whether we should carry on or not. And this self-doubt eats away at our self-confidence and can really inhibit us from showing up the way that we are meant to in our full, authentic self, shining light glory. Maybe we should talk first about what self-confidence is. According to the Oxford Dictionary, self-confidence is a feeling of trust in one's abilities, qualities, and judgment. And I feel like Self-confidence also is linked to what we feel our self-worth, our intrinsic value is. Something that really causes us a lot of turmoil is when we base our self-confidence or our intrinsic value on what other people think or feel about us or how they perceive us or how we perceive their expectations of us are. And then also how we perceive other people and what they've accomplished. And then we compare ourselves 
to them, which are both the topics that we talked about in our last episode, expectations and self-doubt. And you might be thinking, well, that's great, but how do we go forward from here? Well, how do we use this information to increase our self-confidence? How do we use this information to quiet that inner self-doubt that we have? And I think the first step is honestly just being aware that that's what's going on. That's what's happening. Knowledge is power. And when you can catch yourself having a desire to do something like, I don't know, (laughs) anything really, maybe create a social media post or reach out to the person that you see in a store that looks really sad and just give them a compliment. And as soon as the thought comes in and makes you feel a little warm, and then all of a sudden you have this other conflicting thought that's like, they're not going to care what you think if you like their shoes. They're not going to care if you, you know, whatever it is, that self-doubt, that insecurity that, that pops up immediately. Being aware that that's what's happening is really powerful because then you have the option to follow that initial urge, that initial prompting from your soul to reach out to another soul that you feel may benefit from it and give them that compliment or give them a smile or just tell them that you want them to have a great day or you wish they'll have a great day or whatever it is that you felt the urge to do. Or you can choose to follow your unconscious belief. You can choose to follow that old pattern that's honestly truly just trying to keep you safe. It's trying to keep you protected. It's trying to not make yourself vulnerable because it sees vulnerability as something scary because you could make that all you could extend that olive branch you could say that that compliment or you could give that smile and they could completely reject it they could frown at you they could tell you that they don't care about your compliment they could tell you to mind your own business so this unconscious cycle is is simply trying to keep you safe from possibly being rejected and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with a part of yourself trying to keep you safe. But I think we all in times need to decide how much we're willing to keep ourselves safe in our comfort zone and how much we are going to choose to take that step out there and see how we could consciously and deliberately create a life with these amazing experiences where we do decide to reach out to that person in the supermarket. And maybe as we do, they get a smile on their face for the first time since you've been in the store and they say thank you and you can tell that it just lightened up their whole being. And maybe it didn't. Maybe they brushed you off. But that's part of the process is, okay, I reached out. They took the olive branch or maybe they didn't take the olive branch. And part of the process of being okay with whatever the outcome is and also in knowing that you reached out, you took that step, you followed an urging from your soul and it felt really good. And being able to be happy about that regardless of what that other person does because you know that you had good intentions, that you truly felt like giving this person a compliment or giving them a smile 
and it made you feel good to do so, and you're okay with that. And it doesn't matter what they do or what their response is because you are so confident in yourself and in following your own intuition and knowing that whatever their response is or isn't, if they don't have one, that's their business. It doesn't reflect anything towards you. Sometimes we are put in places and we are given these intuitive nudges as an opportunity for us to show up in the world as a bright spot in someone's day. And it's up to us whether we want to engage with that energy or not. And it's also up to the person that we are engaging with and whether they want to engage back or not. And I've had experiences where it's worked out and I've had experiences where it hasn't worked out. But I know that when it doesn't work out, it's not a reflection of me. It's a reflection of where that person is at in their life. And it doesn't make me feel any lower about myself. It doesn't make me feel self-conscious that, oh my gosh, they thought that I was a lowly human being and how dare I even acknowledge their presence. You know, it's nothing like that. They're probably lost in their own insecurities and their own self-doubt in their own world and they maybe didn't even acknowledge my smile maybe they didn't even see it or maybe they have this pattern running in their mind about oh my gosh that person smiled at me because I probably have something in my teeth or my hair is terrible and they're just giving me sympathy like you have no idea what different patterns and cycles and insecurities are running through that person's head or even what they're dealing with You really, truly never know what other people are dealing with. All that you can do is to choose whether you're going to show up or not, whether you're going to engage or not, whether you're going to make yourself vulnerable for that small period of time or not. And then if you do choose to make yourself vulnerable, be okay with whatever the outcome is. And don't let the possible negativity or the possible rebuff make you feel bad about yourself. You might be asking, how do I not let their reaction make me feel bad about myself? And I want to share this quote with you and its source is unknown, but it says, what people say about you is a manifestation of their own thoughts. It says more about them than about you. Learn not to take it personally. I have found that to be so unbelievably true. And I've even seen it with myself after the fact when I'm analyzing something. I'm like, why did I say that to that person? Or when I act, when I reacted out of ego right there, why did I do that? And I realized it really had nothing to do with that person. It had something to do with how I felt about a piece of myself that I hadn't accepted or that I criticized or I judged myself harshly on, and I was just projecting it onto them. It's actually a theory that Carl Jung, a Swiss psychiatrist, talks about. He says, first we reject and then we project. We reject these parts in ourselves and, and refuse to acknowledge that they exist, and then we project them and their flaws onto other people. Because although our conscious minds are avoiding our flaws, it still wants us to deal with them on a deeper level, so we magnify those flaws in others. And that's the projection. So a couple things I want to say about this is, A, 
every time I have ever reacted from a place of ego, from a reactionary standpoint, instead of stepping back and becoming aware and fully understanding and engaging with what's going on in front of me, I regret it later. So if, if and whenever possible, try to not engage in that first reaction. Try to step back and become aware so that way you'll have fewer regrets and you'll hurt less people along the way. And B, when someone does that to you, remember that A, it's more about them and what's going on in them and what they're projecting and all of everything else we've talked about. And B, extend them grace. Accept that whatever they say or don't say or whatever their actions are or aren't, it really has nothing to do with you. And they will most likely regret it later if they're at all in in touch with their soul and their actual higher being and loving self. They will regret it later and extend grace because you've done it too. You've done it to others too. And you would want them to extend you the grace that you are extending others. In choosing to extend grace, that doesn't mean that you are taking on what they are saying to you or what they said and accepting that is true. It just means that you're acknowledging that they reacted and it not anything to do with you. It's about them and just send them love and light and let it go. Let it wash right off your back. Don't let it in. I also want to say these quotes from Brene's Brown, Dare to Lead. I feel like they relate really well to what I just talked about. Don't grab hurtful comments and pull them close to you by rereading them or re-experiencing them or ruminating on them. Don't play with them by rehearsing your badass comeback and whatever you do, don't pull hatefulness close to your heart. Let what's unproductive and hurtful drop at the feet of your unarmored self. And no matter how much your self-doubt wants to scoop up the criticism and snuggle with the negativity so it can confirm its worst fears, or how eager the shame gremlins are to use the hurt to fortify your armor, take a deep breath and find the strength to leave what's mean-spirited on the ground. You don't need to stomp it or kick it away. Cruelty is cheap, easy, and chicken shit. It doesn't deserve your energy or your engagement. Just step over the comments and keep daring, always remembering that armor is too heavy a price to pay to engage with cheap seat feedback. Love and value yourself enough that you are willing to still put yourself out there, make yourself vulnerable, create this life of amazing, beautiful, loving, heartfelt connections, while also valuing yourself enough to know that you are worthy. You are an amazing human being. You are doing the best job that you possibly can down here and you are making a great, positive, wonderful contribution regardless of what other people say or do or what their expectations for you are. Self-confidence is about knowing your worth and knowing that you are worthy in this world regardless of what anyone else thinks or does or what the world, you know how there's those people that feel like the world is out to get them. Whatever the world does to them, whatever external environmental things happen to them, you still know that you have value. You still know that you are a good person. You still know that you are doing the best that you can. That is good enough. Your best is good enough. And whatever you do, 
this was just an example of possibly reaching out to someone that you saw in the supermarket, but it goes for anything that you feel like doing. If you're an author and you want to write that book about this subject that's difficult, go ahead and do it. If you are, I don't, anything, whatever your calling is to do, you're worth it. You're worthy. And there will be someone out there that benefits from hearing your words, experiencing your music or whatever it is that you've created in life. There's someone out there that needs that, that will use that to tell their own story or create their own piece of art. And because of that, the gifts just keep on giving. More treasures are revealed and experienced and and prompt new ones and new ones and new ones. And the world just becomes more vibrant and beautiful. It truly does. If you're still finding that your self-doubt is keeping you from being self-confident or not at the level of self-confidence that you would like, there is an amazing self-confidence tapping series that Nick Ortner and Jessica Ortner have on the tapping solution. I would recommend checking that out. I know I did it. I think it was like a five-day series. You do tapping for five consecutive days on self-confidence and learning and understanding that it's actually an emotion that's cultivated within yourself and that isn't impacted by anyone else externally. And it's remembering that and recalling that. Because did you know When you were born, you were full of self-confidence and your self-confidence, if you do lack it, it has been a slow decline in your value of yourself because of what external people and external environmental factors have told you and what you've allowed in and taken on as a belief. When you were born, you were born fully self-confident and different things throughout your life have allowed you to change that perception of yourself. But that does not mean that it's not within your power to gain your self-confidence back. And this tapping series I found to be really helpful and reminded me of all the reasons that I maybe had a lower self-confidence. I would highly recommend that if you're struggling with self-confidence. And then I'd also just like to say that it's a process. So your self-confidence, you didn't lose overnight, more than likely. It was slowly peeled back layer by layer by layer. So extend yourself grace and love and forgiveness as you build your confidence back up, as you remind yourself that you are worthy today and you are worthy tomorrow and you will be worthy the next day that everything that you are doing is worthy and that you are doing the best that you can. And maybe you don't feel like you're good enough at that moment to do that. I want you to question that belief because you are good enough. If you've had the desire in your heart to do it, you are good enough for it. And the more you work at it, the better you will be. So don't let that tiny little insecurity that you're not perfect right now keep you from developing those skills that you need to become better and better at this dream that you have in your heart because you were destined to do it. I want your contribution to be there. I want you to be adding to the vibrancy of life and I know that you can. I want you to add another treasure to this amazing life that we all create together. You know, when I initially thought about creating this episode, I thought about tying in the expectations and the self-doubt in a little more. But as I'm recording it, I realized that I already talked about those two subjects in the last episode, and it just seems it would be redundant to start tying them into self-confidence. I'm just going to say that 
remember as you're rebuilding your self-confidence that there are these little insecurities. The self-doubt is going to be there and to always question it. Always be curious and dig into where that's coming from and whether that's truly there and serving you and whether it's real. And also remember that your perception of other people's expectations of you or even what your perception of what your expectations of yourself, those play into how you veer yourself and what your confidence level is in yourself. And you got this. Okay? You got this. You are a queen or queen, whatever your gender is, and you are going to create the most amazing, wonderful, fantastic life and the most amazing creations. I just already know it. So I hope that you found this episode helpful, and I hope to speak with you again very soon. As always, I thank you so much for spending your time with me. And I wish you the most love, light, and inspiration. With all of my love, Yara Rose.